This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, I am overjoyed to say I'm joined by the fantastic Jade Jordan. Jade is an actor. She's an author. Um, in terms of the book, she uh, we talk about it loads in the podcast. It's kind of amazing. She's a book. It's called Nanny, Ma and Me. Uh, you'll probably best know Jade from her roles on ITV, uh, No Return. She was also in Redemption, Witness Number 3, Kin. I mean, the list goes on. She's due to uh, appear in Stephen Jones's Northern Light and also her if denominated short film The Colour In Between I could literally be here all day if I was go to go through it all but I won't do that because I want to get on with the episode I first met Jade not that long ago at the Galway Film Fly this year uh, last year just gone and um, straight away from the moment we met uh, I was just like this person's pretty cool so I'm so glad that we got to chat uh, a little bit more on the podcast we're also neighbours so we're going to be friends in real life real soon but for now please enjoy the wonderful Jade Jordan on Personality Bingo Jay Jordan, you ready to play Personality Bingo? I am indeed. Are you feeling a bit nervous? I am. <laughs> That's okay. We're going to look after you. Um, I'll give you a quick explainer of how it all works. So, uh, it's 60 minutes on the clock. I've got 60 balls in here and I've got 60 corresponding questions. Uh, I've also given you a sheet of paper there with five numbers on it. Would you do me a favour and read out the five? Yep. 25, 8, 7, 49 and 33. Great. Would you do me another favour and pick a sixth number, something between 1 and 60, that's not already there? Yeah. What are you going to go for? I pick number three. Number three. Any reason? Uh, my birthday's the third. Is it? Third of what? October. Nice. Yeah, I always go for three. It seems to be my lucky number, so. You seem like a three kind of person. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, are you familiar, do you know like the Enneagram and all that? I feel like you might be into that. I no. don't. Somebody asked me this a while ago. I, yeah, somebody asked me this. They're like, just look at your Instagram. Are you into th-? I was like, no. But I look into it. Yeah, because I think I'm a three in the Enneagram. Oh, are you? Yeah, it's quite interesting. It's one of the, I, I'd be real. I'd be terrible for it. Like, I'd love a good personality test. <laughs> and, like, I'm not talking which, you know, Hogwarts house am I. Like, I want to know. I want you to tell me about my soul. <laughs> <laughs> like, deep. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> I should also say that if... By some miracle, which has never happened, yeah. all six of them numbers do come out. That means the tables are turned and you can ask me any question in the whole wide world. Oh. And I'll give you a totally honest answer. Uh, and also, if the number 69 comes out, this is a new addition because, yeah, I'm a child. Mm. Uh, that means I have a special J. Jordan question that is never on the sheet of paper before, except when you're here. Oh, Jesus, right, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Lovely. Will you give it a spin? We will. Let's do it. And the first number out, it's number 25. 25. You have it? It's here. Oh! They cross it off. Wow. What a start. Where what a start. Where did we get all them? Listen, I'm, I'm feeling threatened. <laughs> okay. Oh, a nice way to kick things off. Um, do you believe in love at first sight? Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do, I suppose. Um, I mean, I was with somebody for 10 years um, and... We just fell out of love. Mm. Um, it was very friendly. We left things really amicable. Um, but yeah, I guess when I did meet him in two thousand and nine, um, yeah, I suppose we fell in love at first sight. Really? Yeah, actually, we really did. I remember him walking into where I worked. I worked in French Connection in Oxford Street. Mm. Um, I remember thinking, oh, holy shit, who's this 
guy. Anyway, he was coming in for an interview and we just we just clicked and yeah, I think I was mad about him instantly. It hasn't happened to me recently. Um, I'm single four years now and I can't do the whole online dating thing. I um, am proper old school. Um, I think it should be, yeah, I don't know, like fucking on a train or <laughs> you drop something, you bend down to pick it up and lock eyes. I don't know. Maybe I live in the movies. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I find the whole um, scrolling a bit weird personally. I mean, it works. I have friends that have met people and they're married out of it. And mm. Yeah, I, I mean, you need to be attracted to the person, like obviously. Um, but I think there's more than just looks. Mm. But yes, I do believe in love and first sight. I tend to ramble, so I do apologise. You've I come do, to the right podcast. I do, I do believe in love and first sight. I'm just waiting for it to happen to me, Tom. Yeah, but that's kind of amazing that it that it happened. That that it happened. I feel like it's it's a. So I met my partner on a dating app, right? Okay. And it's it's so funny because like I was saying to you, so we did all these episodes of it before, and now when I reflect back on that time, like it was when I was like in the trenches, so to speak. So I was on all the dating, like it was just like I was in my mid twenties and I was looking to meet someone. I saw I was probably in relationships for bits of the podcast, and I was you know single for bits of the podcast and whatever. But I met my partner on a dating app, and it's so weird because. It's like, because I, I agree, I, like my fantasy version of meeting someone was not through fucking Hinge. It's like completely unromantic. And at the same time, maybe it's the most romantic because like you've come to this place and like everyone knows they're kind of shit. Like they're kind of yeah, demeaning. It's like a dull moment or something, doesn't it? Yeah. I hate to say that, but it kind of does. And at the same time, when I saw my partner's profile and like I saw, like when I saw her smile, I was like, I, like, I, I know that sounds like nonsense, but when I saw her smile, I was like, I am so certain that she's a really good person. Oh, lovely. I really did. Yeah. And then when we went on our first date and it was during lockdown and she's from up north. She's from Fermanagh okay. and I was living in Dublin. So we met halfway. We met in Newry. Uh, See, you both made the effort as well. That's gorgeous. Yeah, we did. And, and it was and and it was weird because I, I'll never forget it. Like the whole thing of getting down there and there was like a weird man on the train. Like there was a there and like there was a there was kind of like my friends like were joking because like we like to be honest as well. It's really good going out with someone from up north because like I would have been just a bit ignorant about lots of stuff about like up north, you know. Yeah. And uh, so on the way down, like the lads were like, Jesus, are you going down to meet a stranger? In Newry, we were planning on going for a walk in a forest. They were like, Tom, you're going to be kidnapped and kneecapped. Like, this is <laughs> this is what was going on. It's brave, like, it is brave. Yeah, probably more so for her in, in lots of ways. But but anyway, um, and uh, and on the way down there, then there was a guy, like, who was, like, <laughs> just full on in the ra on the train. And he was chatting away and he was, like, on the phone the whole time. Oh, and he'd be, like, he was literally ending phone calls with, with like, uh, like, all right, comrade, Chucky or law. And, like... <laughs> I'm not I joking. Fuck, I'm gonna die. And then I went to the toilet at one point, and this strange man was like looking through my bag, and I was What's reading. Yeah, yeah, because I was reading a really specific book at the time. Like it's actually it's so specific, it's embarrassing to say. But I was like trying to work on like some essays myself, and it was in this similar. <laughs> it's, this is really embarrassing. It's also very me. Uh, the book was called Love Warrior. Lovely. Have you read it? No, I haven't. It's a really good will. book. It's good. Yeah, Glennon Doyle. It's like definitely not for like men in their 20s, <laughs> but like this is what we were doing. And I was being a love warrior going up to fucking Yuri. And anyway, when I came back, like the man was like, oh, so I hear you're a bit of a love warrior or I see you're a bit of a love warrior. And like I hadn't taken the book out of my bag and he 
So he'd like gone in and yeah, looked at it. And he was strange. Like we were chatting. And I think he was actually just like really lonely. Really lonely yeah. in the height of the lockdown. I think everyone just wanted to talk to each other, didn't they? Completely. Oh. And like we had a great chat after that. But I was kind of like, this is so strange. But anyway, I got off the train and uh, and like she was waiting at the, like on the other side of the kind of turnstiles. And like, again, just like, I, like I, I, I don't think I can say... I don't know if it's love at first sight, but, like, there was an absolute, like, knowing in me. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? I know what you mean, yeah. So what did it feel like when you when he walks into French Connection? And it, was, it was just like, oh, I need to know this guy. Mm. I need to know him. Like, and we, we were friends for six months, um, and it was really funny. Like, we used to, um, I was only, I moved over there with my best pal, mm. and he used to get the bus home, and we'd stand there in the rain, and... Just it was really lovely. Mm. It was just two people, and we never kissed for like six months, never. But we, it was the urge was there from the two of us, but just didn't. And I remember coming home and I said to my friend Fiona, "Fuck's sake, I just want him to give me a kiss." She was like, "Why don't you do it?" And it was nineteen, twenty, twenty, and then it just happened one night, and yeah, we we kissed and then we dated, and we didn't really get get together for like a year. Mm. Um. But it was lovely. And it was like that. We were babies. And we grew up together. And yeah, just I moved back here in 2018. He was from London. And we both moved back in 2018. And he just never settled. Mm. And um, yeah, we just kind of fell out of love. And both agreed that, yeah, we'd just go our separate ways. Which is, which is really lovely. Because I think, honestly, I had come out of the relationship. Now that I, I kind of can look back at something, I... It was more friendship for at least three or four years before it ended. I kind of didn't know how to. I don't. I'm. I'm super soft. Mm. Um. Do you know that way? So I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this, and yeah, he kind of. Oh, it's awful, but he kind of let me go, and I'm really thankful for that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um. But he's happy now. He's a baby, and he's. I don't know what else he's doing, but I'm sure he's really great. I love him, but I, not like that. I love him forever, obviously, because we were family, I guess, and we grew up together, didn't we? Are you in touch now? No. Mm. He kind of just had to get me out of his life, I think, and I understand that. Mm. We helped each other for about six months, but there's only a certain amount of helping you can do. You need to let people get on and move, and, yeah, he just blocked me on everything. And But I'm, I understand. I understand that he had to do that for whatever reason. Mm. You know? Yeah. But it's mad that somebody can be in your life every day, and then they're not. Do you know that way? Yeah. It's mad. Like, I'd love to be able to still meeting for coffee if I went to London but I, I get people can't do that or whatever so that's alright do you know what I mean yeah I think that's do a real you know what I mean I do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because I, I would be uh, I would be friends with like almost all of my exes uh which is like a weird thing. It's, it's a, nice, I, think. I think it's lovely. Mm-hmm. I think it's lovely. And I also know that like for other people, because I've been in relationships before where people have found it really weird and kind of like, and weird is the word, they're kind of like, that's weird. Like they were in your life for like this reason or for this like, in, in this capacity. But as you said, like sometimes someone isn't right in that space, but is completely right as a friend. You know what I mean? 100%. Because like the expectations of a friend versus a romantic partner or a life partner or like even just someone you're having sex with, like they're yeah. completely different, mm-hmm. you know? So, and it's like, it feels, I don't know, it feels a bit stupid to like let that go for the sake of it not working in one bracket. Yeah, it depends on how it ended, but I totally mm. agree with you. If, if, if it's something that, you know, if you, yeah, whatever may have happened, if you can be friends and it's okay with the other partners or whatever and it's not fucking weird, mm. 
100% I think so yeah I think it's nice yeah you know what I mean they've been in your part I'm, I'm a strong believer that every everyone walks into your life for some reason hmm. you may not know what that is when you meet them do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it, it might have ended badly or, or whatever but they're there there's some lesson so what about you were saying now like you're not a dating app kind of person have you tried them oh I have I, I, do you know what I would be totally honest with you Tom <laughs> I've done moments every so I hate to call them dumb moments but it feels like they're dumb moments for me because I just don't I, I just find it really hard and I understand I don't go out very much so basically that is where I that's where it's happening isn't it so I kind of feel like I should I only ever last fucking 48 hours because I'm like fuck this I, I I just I don't know I don't know what it is I I should get better at it mm. um but no I'm holding out for fucking the train or the coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> or but you know it's another one of those things as well remember years ago you'd have friends of friends and I'll meet you with whatever mm. I don't know if that happens anymore well this was a big thing when do you know I, what I mean yeah I do when I was single I used to really really like I I would literally say to my friends I was like. I'm sorry, like my friends' relationships. I was like, I feel you have a duty, a duty as my friend, as someone who's in a relationship who presumably knows all these like women who are fantastic, who potentially maybe we get, I get on with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I was like, I think you absolutely have like, uh, like I think it's it would be weird not to have that in mind. Like I, I do, but I also have a weird thing where I, and I think this is like some kind of weird like sexism or bias on my part where I have. Uh, my male friends and my female friends and I think all my female friends are like fantastic I'm like oh my god I'd set them up with anyone and then I look at my male friends and I'm like hmm I don't think I'd want to introduce <laughs> yeah. you to anybody <laughs> yeah 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 a lot of people have said that's like no 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 lovely but not for you yeah but uh, as well I wonder is it because you know the whole um, I'll set you up with a work colleague or whatever is it not happening so much because there's a lot of people working from home now I don't know I don't know. Like, I'll be back on to the dating online in about three months for okay. fucking 24 hours. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just get really bored. I just get really... I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I and I get it, especially depending on what kind of person you are. And, like, we don't know each other super well, but just from, like, briefly haven't met. Like, I, like the, what you're describing, how you like to meet someone makes total sense. But, like... And I, I wrote it does anyway. <laughs> no, and I, I, w- I would be the same. But at the same time, though, right? And I would be... I would be like, uh, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but like similarly like romantic or like be into like the story of how you meet someone as well and all of this. But at the same time, like, was I going up to women on trains or like, (laughs) was I going up to people? No, I know. You know, know, like the modern version of that is right. Like you, you, (laughs) I I don't know. It's like you, you, you meet someone out and then you get their name and after the fact you find them on Instagram and then you get like, and and then you say, it's, it's, it is, it's a strange one Mm. because even online, I suppose there is that thing of people sliding into your DMs. I mean, I'm learning all this because I was in a relationship for so long. I was like, this fucking happens. Um, so I have been on dates. It's it, yeah. yeah, I have been on dates. It just it hasn't been the right date, I guess. Like I've had lovely dates. I have, um, but just 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 not for me. What's a lovely date? Um, so recently went for dinner. Mm-hmm. Dinner. Um, I I think a cinema is an odd one because you're just sitting there in fucking silence. Oh, you think you used to do that when you're about fucking fifteen, didn't you? Yeah. You sit at the back, deadly. <laughs> Um, dinner, uh, a show, a show, um, a gig. A gig is a good one. A gig is a really good one. Um, a nice walk, a nice hike. I love nature, so they're always good for me. Um, and yeah, that's it. 
really, I think. A good day would be good food. I love fucking food. Yeah. Um, so a good restaurant um, or a good gig, whether that be, um, yeah, theatre gig or whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm wary of this episode like turning into like how to date Jay Jordan. <laughs> but one more question on how to date Jay Jordan. Uh, but what about, what, what about for you, like the notion of, as your friend Fiona said, like, why don't you kiss him? Why don't you go up to the man on the train? I why don't I've often done that. Yeah. I, I'm totally like, I'm totally, if I see somebody, I'll be like, oh, hi. I'll at least get you 100%. I'm like, fuck, let that opportunity go. No, I'm here for a fucking not a long time, am I? hundred percent. Really? I, yeah, hundred percent. So tell me about the no, last I'm time you did that. Going, no, I haven't gone up and started smooching anyone. <laughs> no, like not even slid into their DMs. I would make it really obvious that I'm, you know, I'd be into you or I'd say we meet for a coffee sometime or if I see somebody in a shop or on the street, I'm quite, I say hey to most people anyway. Um, but I'll make it, I'll make it like hey. And then the door is open there whether something happens or not. And what do... Then I start running after down the road. <laughs> but, what, but how do people generally respond to that? They say, hey, you're back. A conversation might happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just walk around with my eyes open. I think it's really important uh, to be present in every capacity, every day. Love I mean, it. you have days where you're like, oh, fuck off. But, um, yeah, I, I try and... Yeah, I try and just give my eyes to people. I think that's really important. Do you know what I mean? Um, because... They might not see anyone from day to day or speak to people or, you know, if I just open my door and give them my eyes and then there's the opportunity to have a conversation or not. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. You know? Yeah, fantastic. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yeah, when you sit on a bus and you're smiling and the bus is empty and then somebody comes to sit beside you like, oh, fuck's sake. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They just want to, yeah, be odd, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah they yeah. went to sit beside me and have a chat. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Flip it on its head. Oh, fuck's sake. Why me? Don't say that. Listen to them. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. We give it a spin. Go. Let's do it. Okay. Um, we have number 32. Mm, we don't have it. Okay, good. Phew. Um, number 32. The question is, have you or would you ever consider seeing a psychic? Ah, that's a tough one. Because I'm quite spiritual, but no, mm. actually. Because... I think I think then you try and preempt. Mm. Um, yeah, friends have gone to see psychic psychics and mediums and stuff like this recently, and they were like, "Oh, you should go." This guy I can't even remember his name now. He's he's quite um, he's quite famous in the world over here for for um, yeah, readings, mm. and um, yeah, I just it's not for me because I think I'd live in the, yeah the preempting and waiting for something to happen, and then you're not living in the in the present. Uh, personally yeah I always think that like I'm afraid to do that because then I'm like I will I will live that out like I like I will be defined by that you know what I mean someone will say like oh you're about to get great news in May what the fuck give me the great news yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or like or it'll it'll adjust like the way I would work or approach things or think about things you know what I mean Cause I'm like, 100% oh, I'm, I'm with get... you Tom I'm, I, I would so live like that mm. 100% or if they said something about somebody passing oh my god it would it, yeah it just wouldn't be good for me Mm. I'd be all over the fucking place I think yeah and like that trying to create what they've and I don't know if I, I think there is people that have the ability to do that but I think you take it with a snippet as well like yeah. do you know what I mean you, so, you, you know somebody's got to pass within the number three so what's that three years three days three weeks do you imagine living like that it's the Enneagram oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you know it's three again see yeah um, yeah I, I not for me Mm. not for me so you said you're spiritual what's that look like um 
spiritual so I nature is my thing mm. I work um, I don't know if I should say this but I work with mushroom I microdose um, I sit with psilocybin quite often um, I think it's great for healing mm. um, yeah I did my first cambo recently I don't know if you know about cambo the no. frog um, it's basically purging um, yeah I, I kind of started a journey like everyone in 2020 it was a bit dark wasn't it um, and just realised I had loads of shit well I don't have loads of shit but I, I had stuff that needed to be shifted mm. I think we all do I think we all have time to sit with ourselves and be like what we like what we don't like do you know what I mean even when it came to acting I was like over analysing fucking everything and trying to be in a room what the paper like what the lines would say mm. just make it your own do you know what I mean so it was mainly for anxiety and I used to always not feel enough I was like why do I never feel enough um, and yeah just started working a lot with a, a breath coach um, he is breath wave Ireland he's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so working on the breath and I just realised the power lies within your breathing um, there's so much in there if you just take time to breathe I know it sounds silly because like we do it every second mm. but yeah it just changed my life Okay. I, it's, it's um, yeah. It's hard to explain. So um, many follow up questions. Yeah. Um, so, talk to me about this frog. So, no, so, God, so I'm not going to explain it very very. No, well. that's okay. But is it is it like you said purging? So is it like vomiting? Yeah. Um. So it's like frog poison, pretty much, mm-hmm. and it goes into the body. Um. I'll show you, can I? Um. So basically, they burn your arm, and they put. I can't really show you. Oh, there we go. Wow. Yeah, and it goes into your skin. So for people listening, that's sort of like four, what to me looks like red dots in a line kind yeah. of going from your shoulder blade down so your they arm. they burn and then they put the ointment on mm. and then it instantly kind of comes on you. It sounds fucking mad. I know I sound like a no. lunatic sitting here in your chair. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was it's not an easy process because you're purging. Um but it's to get rid of all the toxins out of your body. They say it's really great for healing trauma, cancer, illness, um, diabetes. Um, so yeah, it's it's not it's, it lasts for twenty minutes. Mm. It's not the most pleasant, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did. I think last Thursday. Um, I never felt called to do it before, and I just felt really called to do. It. I felt like I needed to shift something, and I felt at Christmas. Christmas is a fucking bit of a funny time mm. isn't it you've you've come off a gig as if I, I came off a gig you're in the high of that then you're at Christmas you feel a little bit lonely the weather's a bit cold you don't want to be drinking all the time um, and I just felt it coming into January I kind of st- I felt a bit wobbly mm. um, so yeah I, I suppose I felt called to do it is, is is the answer to that I guess I'm not explaining Cambo very well no it's okay um, but it's um, it's, it's, it was, it's really great mm. it's really really great and like, do you, but presumably, like to be called to do that, like that was on your mind for a while. Like, what, yeah. what, like, what was the? I guess, like, are you able to speak to like the bigger thing of what what you wanted to purge? Um, you can, you can go and set an intention of what you want to purge, whether it be, um, let's say, what have we been talking? Let's say a bad relationship. Yeah. So you can set that your attention. You mm. you want to shift that energy, um, and. This is mad. You don't think I'm mad. No. The frog will take it away or not. It's really great for addiction. Mm. So my friend um, asked the frog to take away um, 
her need for nicotine and she's off the smoke for months. Wow. It could be one of those, you know, is it in the head? Like, people have different things. It, yeah. I'm kind of like, whatever gets you, know, you there. Whatever, whatever you need to do for yourself, you mm. know. Um, but yeah, they, I, I hate to say the healing journey, but I suppose that, that, that's what it is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, why are we like that? Like, because I tell, I know. like, why? I don't know. Yeah, why are we like that? Yeah. Healing journey. Uh, uh, yeah. Because uh, you don't want to be that person. Oh, I'm doing the work on myself. Everybody's doing what they can on mm. themselves. Do you know what I mean? Not everybody's here to do the work on themselves. Do you yeah, get what I mean? I not do. everybody in this lifetime, anyway. Um. So yeah, and it's not fucking easy. It's not easy. To so where do you do it? And wh- where do I do? So where where did you say get the the, the four? A lady in Blessington. Right. Um. And then my filicidin retreats. I can't really say where I do them. Um. But yeah, it's 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 down the country. Yeah. Um. Because it's it's not it's it's medicine. It's seen as medicine. You're not going to fucking. You're not going and taking a load of pills to get on a high. It's not electric picnic like. Yeah, yeah, you're going to work in ceremony mm. um, with the breath and with the psilocybin. Mm. And it's not an easy ride for eight hours or seven hours, wherever it is. Do you know, it's like a roller coaster. So, so before you'd started that journey, right? Yeah. What do you see the difference between you then and you now? I'm so much more awake. Mm. I'm so much more uh, jade. I was a, I used to run, 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 run when I lived in London. I was exhausted, absolutely exhausted. What's when that I look back like, here. running? Like just you're so busy, and I was so busy trying to be an actor and working three or four jobs to be that in London. And sometimes you go over to London, and it can be different for other people. But for me, it was I was just running, trying to earn a bit of money to be an actor, and I was fucking wrecked, absolutely wrecked. Um, and I just was full of anxiety and not knowing when to actually stop mm. and I think I took the opportunity to stop in 2020 um, and I'm just a lot nothing obviously I have my days but I'm just a lot more calm and collected not that I was all over the place I wasn't I'm st- I was still the same person but I was never ever present never ever present I was always thinking about what I needed to do next when I needed to do next um, yeah and I, I, I just threw myself into nature and realised nature really centres me, mm. grounds me. So I love what you said about like, you're just so much more jade. What, what What's that mean to you? What does jade mean to me? Yeah. Like, what does Who, that like, mean to like, like I suppose, <laughs> I, I kind of, like this is such a, a good space because like, I'm sure you're like this as well. I can kind of see it in you. You're like, I have like two parts. I kind of have like, <laughs> you have your like comedy part of your brain, which is just like, oh yeah, you're on a journey where you, you know what I mean? And yeah, of course it was in blessing, you know? Yeah. And and then also like, I'm like, no, but I want to know everything about it. Like, yeah. so like, but I love that. But I, I really, really do love, like I, I couldn't agree more that like, I think we're all here on planet earth to like become the most us versions of ourselves and, and certainly like all the like art I like our artists I admire like mm-hmm. that's what they are where you're like I love you and I love you like specifically and in fact like sometimes it's where like I would uh, and, I, and I also love what you were saying and maybe we'll get onto that in like the, the realm of like bringing that into your work then and being like okay I get the words on my page and, and like I try to I'm trying to embody those words, but it's like, no, how can those words serve me bringing out me? Like, I, I, I'm, I love that. I want to hear all about that. But that, I suppose, essence of like, who is Jade? I'd love to know that. Who is Jade? Jeez, that's a very bleeding tough question, isn't it? Well, you proposed it. I, I, I know I did. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm a, uh, I've always been a really good friend and a good daughter and a good sister. 
but I think I'm really just better at them now because I'm there mm. I'm there and when you have me you have me does that make sense mm-hmm. does that answer your question what is Jade I, 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 that's a really fucking tough question mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know I, I mean what is Jade wow and I wonder, like, I'm t- like, I, I did to, to to turn the tables. Yeah. I'm like, what, like, like, <laughs> it, it, this is so fucking on, on the nose. But like, psychology one on one. But like, who who am I? But I guess it's like, you know, because obviously we're all we're all, all all sorts of things. And I'm like, I guess for me, like, I can maybe like split it right because I'm like, there's things about myself that I really like. Like, there's parts of me that I'm like, I love. For instance, I think I'm a good listener and I like that about myself. And oh, it gives I love that about myself too. It, it gives me self-esteem yeah. to be like if a friend comes to me and speaks to me, I'm not gonna give them a rote answer, like uh, or, or or I'm I'm not gonna let it wash over me or I'm not gonna be waiting for my turn to speak. Yeah. Like I will listen and I'll really try to be engaged. I like that about myself. Then there's other things I don't like about myself. Like I don't like like uh, I can be kind of um, a bit rigid sometimes. I can be a bit impatient sometimes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there, there's things I, I like that wouldn't give me self-esteem. That maybe uh, and there's de- and I'm like that. I'm sure we could go darker again. You know what I mean? Of things I that think like that depends on the day though as well. Mm-hmm. Where you're at, you know what I mean? There's some things and some days that agitate, and then other days you're like, oh, do you know what I mean? Mm. Some I think that just depends on the day or that's something that you just need to work on yourself whatever that is do you know what I mean mm. but I'd agree with you listener I think that's one of my best skills mm. I think that's one of my best skills so that, like what I was saying I'm I'm 100% there mm. with my ears um, where I probably never used to be mm. I was always a good listener people would come to me um, but I, I, I wouldn't really be there or, you know because you're, you're thinking of what you have to do next do you have stuff like that you're like okay, so is, is is I suppose are there things that say when you want to go and do another um, like what would you say like working with psilocybin or, or, or something like that, right? And you're talking about intentions. Like, do you have things in the future where you're like, I definitely know this part of my life needs work. Yeah, yeah. Could you speak to like, that? Like, y- yeah, yeah. Like, if you 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 have to set intentions, mm. and it has to be for the right reasons that you want to go and sit in ceremony, I think. Um, you have to know when enough is enough as well. You know, I like I use it as medicine, but I do it when I feel it's the right time. Mm. You know, I don't constantly want to be pulled around the head with different things from the past or whatever it may be, you mm. know? And some of the journeys are really nice and just um, kind of show you that you need to actually be m- more in the inner child and, and have more fun in life as opposed to taking it so serious mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so I don't think you constantly need to sit in ceremony I do microdose because I do think it adds to my daily life so is that taking a small amount every day tiny tiny mm-hmm. tiny amount of mushroom yeah um, so you do two days on one day off right um, but I just feel more more alive and you do it in the morning yeah Gas. Yeah. so today yeah yeah Yeah. so interesting so you wouldn't know like, no not at all no yeah. I have friends who've yeah. And uh, people, you know, people are like, oh, fuck, can you drive? I'm like, yeah, geez, I must have stoned on my face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and I normally have a cup of cacao. I'm sure you've heard about cacao. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about two or three times a week. Yeah. I find that helps when I write. Mm. Yeah. And set your little attention and ask Mamas to show you the way if you're blocked. <laughs> Doesn't always work. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. This is fantastic. But you know what you need to do. Um, you don't need to do it, but I think you should try try a session with Brett Wave on a Wednesday. It's from half eight to half nine. Um, 
and give it a go it's an hour mm. it's 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 extremely powerful wow like yeah now it's it's not like you're not going to get the breath straight away like with breath holes and stuff like that it's not like it's not the same as Wim Hof um, but yeah it's really fuck. I just never took a moment for myself mm. do you know what I mean I was tapping in and out of it in 2018 19 doing a bit of yoga doing a bit of my friend teaches the gong um, my friend does the gong town meditation um, so it was in my life but it was never really I, I won't miss it like <clears throat> I missed it there for a, a month and a half when I was on a gig before Christmas and I felt it I fucking crashed over Christmas wow and I knew it was my own fault sometimes I find it hard to manage the work in life the coming home learning script and kind of looking after yourself as well you know yourself mm-hmm. you're shooting they're long ass days you're milling the coffee into you do you know what I mean yeah. um, so it's finding that balance which I, I will come come to me it's just yeah do you know that way out of curiosity right yeah. I, so I've not really done any of that yeah. at all like I've never uh, and, and I, w- I would be kind of like especially uh, I think you'd try it I think you'd be the type I would think I would yeah, yeah. especially like especially mushrooms has always been something I've been like interested in Cause, yeah. Cause, because yeah because I suppose I, I feel like from having listened to people it brings like a holistic value that I think I'd be really like I feel like again you know we're on planet Earth one time I feel like that would be a good yeah. thing to try and see what my response is to it and how I feel about it um my thing to date has been much more so like therapy and like talk therapy and yeah. stuff like that but it's really interesting because a lot of the language you're using about this kind of medicine and like is is totally comparable to the language that like a therapist might use yeah. have you say explored that side of things i have done therapy before yeah i actually need to start it back again i think it's really important even if you feel like you've nothing to talk about mm. to go and to someone who doesn't have an opinion or doesn't know you mm. I think it's really healthy yeah because it's really healthy it's in like because I don't know it, yeah like and it's funny and I think like I think anyone like you, you bring all your own biases to this stuff you know so like but I can I suppose and I'm in no way am I saying this is what you've done or at risk mm-hmm. or doing because it doesn't sound like mm-hmm. it but I can imagine a world where someone like gets really into this space of like uh, and like they have this trauma or they have this pain or they have this addiction and they mm-hmm. they, they don't want it anymore mm-hmm. and like that this like kind of a uh, like healing journey or this like natural medicine provides a way out but like I also can imagine a world where that is nearly like because I think with most of these things like a bit from column A and a bit from column B is probably the way you want to go so like I, I suppose out of curiosity like are there people in like say that community or that space where you're like yeah this is all well and good but like you could do it like this this isn't I don't know like do you feel like there's a that certain people like kind of dance around like the actual thing yeah well I think it's continuous work mm. it's not like you're gonna go and sit in ceremony and be healed mm. I find though actually actually the work is the integration when you come out of it so what's that talking to yeah so processing what has happened in your journey right so what came up for you uh, what kind of messages you got you know and it's integrating it and taking it slow and not going straight back into society and running 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 Mm. because you've just set in ceremony you've just set with things that have happened trauma whatever healing Mm. um so i think that's that's the work i think westerners do it all the time you know people are on the, this healing journey with ayahuasca and dmt and i think like anything the westerners kind of can blow it out in the air and do it record what's the word Recreation. recreationally yeah. that's the words and don't do it sensibly mm-hmm. 
I would never ever not do it sensibly. Like I worked with the practitioner, let's call him a practitioner, um, before I sat in ceremony with him for a year. Mm. Wow. Oh, 100%, 100%. You can't fuck with shit like that. Yeah. I, you but cannot it, yeah. fuck with mm. stuff like that because it, it, it's, your, it, it's, it's your mind. And, you know, if you do too much of anything, you can knock it the fuck back out. Yeah, I was going to say, you have know, you had, because like you hear people I've having their bad trips that. or whatever. No, yeah. because the, where I've been, I've done it with people that are, you know. Yeah. Amazing. This is yeah, so interesting. Yeah, because it's important, you know. You, you know, I've often heard, and there's a lot of places in Ireland offering it, but they're offering a lot of medicines in the one weekend, and you can't do that. Mm. Ayahuasca, DMT, uh, filocybin—you can't—and then put people back out into the world, and they're fucked, mm. and, and don't know how to get back. Yeah, that like it just sounds like a, a, a tourist get, goodie bag or like something. Jesus of Christ, you can't. Mm. And those Westerners do it all the time with everything. Mm. We ruin it. Medicine is there to to help you mm. not to fucking fuck you in the deep end and not be able to get you back out you know so it's important I think if you're working with medicine to do it in a safe safe space great you know personally let's anyway. give it a spin sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry this is fantastic Dr. Dave huh <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dave how dare you it's 57 do you have it I don't okay 57 um oh this is yeah, this is good. What's something that you really like about yourself? Okay. Um, I'd say listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a chatter. Mm. I love that ability about myself, actually. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say confidence. but co- It's not confidence when it comes to work. Mm-hmm. It's confidence with me being in, in, uh, in a space, like just, just being. Mm. Like... Um, does that make sense? So, put me in a room full of people when it's nothing to do with work or talk about myself, and I could hold that room mm. just by general chat. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. Um, uh, what else do I like about myself? Um, that I put love out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very lovable person. I love, I love everybody. Mm. Um, yeah, don't really have to go for haters. Do you have people in your life, though, that, like, I suppose you carry, like, any, like, resentment or hatred about? No. Maybe would have in the past, but no more. Mm. No. What? Fuck that, like. How did you... Well, s- imagine giving energy to that hate, like. Yeah. Nah, not for me. People do it. I know. And how exhausting. Yeah. How fucking exhausting. I did it for years with different things. Hate this or hate her or not, not, not very much, but holding resentment, it gets you nowhere. How did you let it go? Um, <laughs> you're gonna think I'm fucking mad. <laughs> so I, I got a life coach in 2018. Great. <laughs> I don't think you're mad, but <laughs> you're so in my lane of uh, fascination here. Um, so 2018, when I came out of the relationship, yeah. I was a bit all over the place. Um, even though we left on good terms, I I felt like I'd lost my right hand. I was just like. I don't know how to be in this world. Um, so I got a life coach and um, I was actually doing a show in the Abbey at the time and I just felt a little bit overwhelmed with everything. Mm. Um, and yeah, got a life coach and I was meet, meeting her once or twice a week and tell her all my problems and going, fucking hell, I hate life. And then I was like, shut up you, you fool. You. You're in the fucking Abbey. Like, yeah, your relationship broke up, but shut the fuck up. Like, you're doing what you want to do. So, 
I wrote letters to people that I, she suggested that I write letters to people that I had anger towards. Didn't need to send them, but just write them, get it out on paper and then burn them or do whatever you want with them. Mm. And that really helped me. Really? Yeah, so if I ever have a problem with somebody or somebody's wrecked me, I had to write a little letter to them and then burn it up. Did you ever send it? No. Maybe, maybe I should. Mm. Imagine here, dickhead. <laughs> Is that how you make me feel? No, I've never sent them. But you, you have the option of doing that as well. Sometimes it's just getting it out of you on paper so it's out of you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's how I did it. <laughs> yeah. And what, what's it like working with a life coach? Um, it was really, really great. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't do it for extremely long because it was extremely expensive. Mm. Um, but I loved it. Yeah, I did really. She gave me the tools that I needed um, and just writing. I used to keep a diary. I, I don't anymore. I should really get back in that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was. It was really great. Just just to kind of flip things for you. you know, it's the same as speaking to somebody. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just like navigating, you know, yourself. But it was, it was more, she was proper on hand when I had a little bit of a meltdown outside the Abbey. Go, no, I can't do this. <laughs> did you have a specific meltdown outside the Abbey? Um, well, yeah, I was just so overwhelmed. I was just, like, my relationship of 10 years, uh, Tom had just left, and I was just like, oh, my God, I have to do a show, and oh, I don't know. I just, one day I was outside uh, the stage door, and I was just like, I, I can't do this. Mm. I was grand. Yeah. Her and she was like, stop being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Said, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That, it, uh, it's, it's very, it's, it'll be very handy when you do the sitcom of your life because it's, uh, <laughs> it's very scenic. I can see it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 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 Hey guys, just jumping in to let you know about a new podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's called Sissy That Pod, a RuPaul Drag Race recap podcast. It's a must listen for any fans of the Emmy award winning show. And if you want to have a listen, here's a little taster. Sissy That Pod is a reaction podcast to all things RuPaul's Drag Race. You may have seen the memes or you may have seen the queens, but if you watch the show, then you're going to want to listen to Sissy That Pod. Every week after the TV show airs, we have a new episode with a new guest analysing, speculating and dissecting the show. Who's going to win Snatch Game? Will there be a lip-sync Lollapurusa? Who's going to be crowned Miss Congeniality? These are all big questions in our world. I'm currently covering Drag Race Season 15 with our extra special guest host, comedian and actress Erin McGathy. So, in the words of Shania Twain, come on over and come on in to the world of Sissy That Pod, wherever you get your podcasts, or on Headstuff Plus. So guys, once again, that's Sissy That Pod, a RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast. Do take a listen if it's up your street. And now, back to personality bingo. Okay, we give it a spin? Yes, please do. Right. Um, we have number two. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Why did you do a big I ooh? I Okay, that's all right. No. I loved it. Uh, sound effects for free. <laughs> um, number two. When I say mentor, who comes to mind? Oh, Jesus. Um, I would say Ronan O'Brien. Mm. Uh, Brecoach. Brech. Ah, Brecoach. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Helena Walsh was a, another mentor. Mm. You know Helena? I know of her. I've yeah. not met her. Um, my granny. My yeah. Mom. God, I have a lot of mentors. My girlfriends, they're my mentors. Um, yeah, I have a lot of mentors. As in mentors for life, mm. you mean? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all of those. They, they um, Kitty McGuire would be another mentor. Um, 
I worked with her in 2020. What, what, what makes a good mentor? Somebody you learn from. Mm. Somebody that has amazing attributes that maybe you want. Um, I don't know. What would you say, mentor? I would say all of those things. Um, yeah, learning, I think. Learning mm. would be a big thing for a mentor for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I could learn off them. How do you like to learn? As in... If 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 um if you were to if a mentor just mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah, is a yeah. weird yeah, this is a yeah. weird thing but if you were to be uh, in fact I can actually give a specific example yeah. at the moment I'm in a I'm in a programmed mentorship at the moment right okay. with Paul Howard who's a fantastic writer yes. uh, and such a generous mm-hmm. person and I, like at the start we sort of had a conversation of like how how can this be helpful for you right yeah um. And like whether you sit down and write together or talk at each other or yeah yeah whatever that might look like and I suppose I I think like if I was to say for me I think what I how I would best learn from someone I think someone like who's kind of comfortable showing like vulnerability and like kind of maybe show me the things that don't work that's yeah and also like someone who's kind of I guess like that like what Paul's really I think going to be fantastic at is like giving a real peek behind like the curtain so to speak you know what I mean like I feel like he you know uh, it's kind of talking about like yeah like just showing me like this is what I've done on like project x y and z and like maybe this is a helpful blueprint and I think that'll be so fucking helpful yeah no it'll kind of be the same um and also it's really important for these mentors to show you their mistakes as well mm. um because we are all only human at the end of the day, aren't we? And we, we all make mistakes. But I'm very practical. I like, um, so so with Brett, uh, when I'm working with him, it's very hands-on, practical. Um, so yeah, I like with Katie, Katie McGuire, I started out with, with yoga with her. And then I did a menstrual cycle course with her in 2020. Um, and that was all on Zoom. Mm. It's very practical. Um, What's that? Um, menstrual cycle. Mm. So it was all just about the woman's cycle. Um, like when we um, when we bleed, how we feel at each season. Mm-hmm. Um, so a woman's body will work through seasons. You'll have spring, summer, and autumn, and winter. Um, so for example, winter will be when you're coming to your bleed, when you kind of want to hibernate. It's literally like the seasons, mm. and uh, it was just a kind of breakdown. I I feel like in school, for me, women aren't told very much about their menstrual cycle. They're kind of told, okay, you you get a period every month um, and here's a pill that was the answer to everything mm. years ago um, so I didn't I, for women I don't think you even still women don't understand our bodies uh, which is a real big shame because we're ama- women's bodies are fucking phenomenal phenomenal like we carry life and to not know how our menstrual cycle works is is, is, is a real big fucking shame Mm. I think but I have two girlfriends that are going around schools now and they're going to be going into um, schools to speak about the menstrual cycle which I think is amazing yeah um, because like we're just not told enough and men boys teenagers also should be told about a woman's body I was just going to ask uh, why a woman is the way she is um, at a specific time in the month yeah because you guys go through it as well you have a partner you go through the cycle with us a hundred percent yeah like you do like you do yeah, yeah of course of do course. you know what I mean you do, mm-hmm. do are the, do you know with, with your friends going speaking in the schools are the lads going to be present for that yeah yeah yeah. they've started already we were at a festival there um, Festival Manaw which was 
the female festival it was the first one in, not last weekend the weekend before um, and they did a chat at that um, and the amount of men we've been at a couple of festivals where men are interested yeah you know because the answer is to a period pain is a pill and actually affects you it affects the woman's body mm-hmm. you know yeah I like I like I like, I couldn't agree like, more no I I mean as a man and I didn't have sisters growing up like I was in a house with like my mom and all lads you know uh so like I yeah no nothing yeah like I didn't I didn't like this is true like as a and I, that's not your fault you weren't taught it like in school we should be fucking taught these things for yeah. god's sake yeah completely you know what I mean we're we're, we're you and we're all gonna have sex we're all gonna be in relationships we need to know how the body works mm-hmm. when you're ovulating what that means Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's very mysterious. Like, it's, it's very. <laughs> it's, it is. I, I my mind blew when I did this course. I mm. was just like, I know. I felt like a fucking idiot. I was like, I know nothing about my menstrual cycle. Mm. But actually, I wasn't to blame. Do you know what I mean? It's not thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Because it's very. I think it's very embarrassing, or like it can be. carry shame to like when you're like about your own body, you know, yeah. and you're like, I should, I should yeah. know this. I should know this. But you don't. But you don't because it, it's not offered to you. Mm. It's not offered to you. And I remember like being like men. Oh, the even in secondary school, the boys going outside class and we had the conversation. What the fuck? Really? Men should be pre- boys. Should teenagers, men, whatever, should be pre- present. Yeah. What was one thing from that course about your menstrual cycle? Is there one thing that jumps out that kind of blew your yeah, mind? that I couldn't believe it now. I know it now and I know it years, but um, that you actually only have three to four days within your cycle where you can get pregnant. Mm. I remember thinking, fucking hell, I can get pregnant every day. You can't. You three or four days of the month where you can get pregnant. Yeah. Not many people would still know that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People would think, right, okay, you can get pregnant every you can't I know and I think it's one of those things you know it's mad as someone like you know (laughs) like like it sounds silly now to say that but like as a teenager you don't know that yeah like and it's weird as well because like so much of like when you start having sex like the focus is not getting someone (laughs) pregnant like you know yeah so it's it's this it's this weird thing of like you're like yeah there's only three or four days you can get pregnant and you're like yeah but do I fucking trust which three or four it is you know (laughs) yeah yeah and it's just tracking like I I track my cycle Mm. Um, and understand why I feel shit today or why I just want to hibernate mm. or what you track it on an app I, yeah flow it's called right so I know when I'm ovulating mm. um, I know when you know when I'm in summer mm. so uh, summer will be just after you bleed and uh, you feel amazing you have a gorgeous hair day your skin's amazing you feel really sexy you feel really slim mm. like it's amazing the body just tells you everything wow yeah yeah, yeah. All right, amazing. Let's give it a spin. Okay, number 54. No. No. No bother. Number 54. Oh, a lot of these questions are new. Oh, okay. And I, I love it. We've covered a lot of them, yeah, but but uh, what was the last thing you changed your mind about? The last thing I changed my mind about? I fucking love that question. Oh, fuck. The last thing I changed my mind about. Mm. The last thing I changed my mind about. Oh, God. Tom, um, the last thing I... This morning. Mm-hmm. It's really shy, but like, I, were you looking for something really big? No. No. Um, I was going to drive in here and then I thought, fuck that. At half eight in the morning, I'll be sitting in traffic. I'll end up messaging Tom and going, I'm fucking running late. So I got the train in. 
Yeah. Because I drive, I, I just drive everywhere now, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. just walk. You won't meet a boyfriend I, in your car. You know, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Right there. You go. Love it. Love it. The train. Yeah. I'm gonna meet him on the way home now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Love it for a Have you seen the um like the Ethan Hawke Julie Delpy movies? They're like before midnight, before sunrise after. No, no. Do you know these no. I'll send you them after they're like my oh, favourite oh, movies. But the whole premise is that they meet in a train and he's like he's getting off and she's staying on and he's like, Do you wanna get off the train with me? And they do and He just comes up to her and says, You wanna go off the train with me? Yeah, go on the way home, what do you reckon? Yeah, Here, I, I, I don't I don't know who does it too, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what happens. So brave like that. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> um, so that would be that would be um yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was last time I changed my mind. Out of curiosity, are there like big profound things that you've changed your mind about? Like it's interesting as well because you like come across as one of the most sort of open people like you're likely to meet you know so I feel like you probably wouldn't correct me if I'm wrong yeah. but wouldn't necessarily like be a very like fixed person no uh, I think it's it's one of my it's I think it's such a beautiful quality in people when they can change their mind about things or admit they're wrong and again I feel like it's so tempting to go down and, and start talking about like social media and stuff like that but it is one of the worst things about social media is that like some like you're not like you can't change your mind or else you're a dickhead you know what yeah, i mean yeah. um i'm like liquid I'm, I'm extremely spontaneous i i i I'm, yeah i change my mind i'll do this i'll do that mm. um i've always kind of been that way i get something into my mind though like for traveling i have this urge to go traveling at the moment mm. i'll do it when i have the time do you know what i mean um is that what you asked me yeah 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 like i'm very yeah i'll go with the flow mm. i'm very very fucking easy going probably yeah. a bit too easy going with your luck <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah life it's a nice way to be right yeah. let's give it a spin okay we have number five. Oh no okay number five. Oh yeah what is your relationship to the word excess oh Ex- to excess something like as in excess is in like too much or oh, excuse me um too much what's the word too much um, god this is a tough one Tom maybe it's helpful if I again yeah, as I said you're off my jade I think yeah. like this podcast is such, yeah. is such a an insight into the things that like I'm interested in myself yeah. and, I'm, and then I'm asking lots of smart yeah. people like what do you think yeah. Um, but I think for me it's one of the things I really like come to terms with say and again is this one of the things that's different from doing the podcast the first time it doesn't matter but say one of the big things that's changed in my life is I don't drink anymore and I don't drink because my life's better without it okay and i would have drank too much and i think it's really interesting to me i'm just using this an example i could also use i could use like pretty much i could probably use food or sex or work or um, numerous different things but i am a very yeah yeah, yeah. and like things that things that like probably like regulate myself you know what i mean like kind of these like anesthetics for stuff i don't Mm -hmm. want to deal with and i've realized like just about myself i feel like loads of people are like this but i'm very excessive so for instance right if i'm and it can be like if you like something if i like something if it makes me feel a certain way if it yeah uh, if it gives a certain result but like it's been really interesting for me and i use the giving up drink as an example like i give up drink yeah because like i go on a night out and you know would have minimal like a small night out could be six to ten points which is too many points for a human being you know regularly and some people could probably do that grand i couldn't without like a degree of sort of wreckage i suppose um but i can go out and on a night out now and i still like going to pubs and stuff but i i could also have 
10 Diet Cokes or 10 <laughs> Heineken Zeros or whatever the thing yeah, yeah. is. So I'm like, oh, like yeah. I'm not sure with me, like the thing is the problem. I think it's the excess of anything yeah. is the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, does that spark anything for you? A drink is a fun, like while you're, do you mind me asking how long you're off the booze? Uh, over, uh, is it three years? Over three oh, years? Wow, yeah, okay. three, th- about three years. Amazing, and that's so amazing. Like months. that as well. I, I've never been a massive drinker ever. Mm. Um, but there's some like since I've moved back, I'm kind of socializing a little bit more, and I'm back four years now. Like, but it's coming out of the relationship, but do you know, do you know, things have changed, and you kind of I never really set in pubs or anything like that. Mm. But I've been going out a little bit more, and in 2020, um, you were kind of going to pals' houses and having drinks, and I just realized I have drink doesn't suit me mm. it like it just doesn't suit me it leads me into fucking depression um i wouldn't say depression yeah it probably would. like i'm in my head for about a week i now get up and go and then i feel shit for having a drink so yeah like that i know for me that i can't really well i can i've often gone out and just had a pint and that being enough mm. um then you just get a little bit excited and you can have six points seven points um but I know it affects me. I know it affects me, so I've decided not to drink anymore. Now, it doesn't mean I'm off it forever, um, but for right now, um, it just doesn't fucking serve me. Mm. But I've always been like that with alcohol. Even even when I did have a drink growing up, I'd always die in bed for, and feel so sorry for myself. Now, like, if I have a drink, I could up and get out and go to nature, and, and like, fuck, and you know, I get so angry with me. I literally beat myself around the face for having a drink mm. so I'm like no absolutely not not happening anymore you beat yourself up because of the way it leaves you the yeah, next day yeah, 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 yeah or for the three four or five days do you know what I mean and I'll, I'll drink the water I'll have something to eat when I come home I'll do the paracetamol so it just affects me so like that I, and there's a lot of people going down that path now that I've just realised and I don't need alcohol mm. like I don't yeah. I can still go out and have a fucking dance. Like, I don't need alcohol to give me that push or whatever. And just little things like, don't notice them with yourself. You're doing fucking stupid things mm. with drink on you. Like what? Like, a while ago, um, wrapped on a film and... One of the girls wrapped on a film and we went for drinks. And I, we were out having loads of drinks. She finished. We finished at about four, so we thought it'd be great to go into town at about four in the day. Still fucking there at 12. Still there at one. And that's silly for you're not even eating and I decided like pissed as a fart um, guys came out with cocktails and I just got up and was like look it's time for me to go home I knew by fucking walking around the city with headphones in mm. that's fucking stupid do you know just silly little things like yeah. that the next day going walk around looking for a slice of pizza at one o'clock on a Wednesday with headphones in pissed as a fart like it's so dangerous mm. do you know just little things like that where you're like you're fucking aging yeah I get you. I, I think you know, like little things, like mm-hmm. not that I'd be going out fucking carrying on, but like that for me is stupid. Yeah. Well, no. I think like I think any time. I think for me, the thing that like tipped over the edge was like when I stood back and like could very like coldly and pragmatically say like I don't for for whatever reason. And I know I, again, I feel like it's a bit of a, a cringe word almost to use, but for me, like the word self esteem, the two words self esteem are really helpful. I don't know, but I guess it, like it's really like what makes me feel good or like when I'm proud of myself you know what I mean like that is a really good 
guiding light for me in like kind of across the board in my life and I'm sometimes better at following it and other times not so much but when I looked at like my drinking every single aspect of my life that gave me good self-esteem or just self-esteem in general drink was the antithesis to you know what I mean so like I would be less likely to wake up early in the morning I would be more likely to say something I would regret (laughs) I would be more likely to go and eat eight slices of pizza that I'd also regret I'd be more likely to like need to sleep in I'd be more, like yeah. I, I wouldn't be as creative the next day it's fucking bollocks you know every single thing I'd be like a less good like son or boyfriend or friend or whatever the th- all the things yeah, that are yeah. important yeah. to me you know what yeah, I mean it actually yeah, got yeah. in the way and yeah. like I think that, but I also think that giving up drink is is really scary um, well yeah as well because people are like oh why why are you giving up drink mm. do you know it's and not that give a fuck like that's their opinion but um, that's funny. Like people are like, oh God, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it can be very, it can be very like threatening to people as well because like inevitably in any group of friends, like you're not going to be the worst drinker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I knew for me, drinking was getting in the way of the life I wanted to live. But also, I also knew there's like, people in every single one of my friend groups who probably have like a more dysfunctional relationship with alcohol but it it kind of and again like that's me putting my own judgment on that yeah, you know yeah, but yeah, like but but it makes it makes sense it doesn't it, they they have like they haven't got to that tipping point where it doesn't make sense for them anymore you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and like when you do and you, you become aware of it, like and it's funny like uh, and i never want to say like i'm never going to drink again because Same, like yeah. i think that's just again it's scary and it's like why but i just it's that thing of like nine times out of ten like if you just ask yourself do I, do I need to drink today and the answer is no yeah. no I don't and as well like it's it's that as well of having having the one or two and going right okay and you see this that, is where the question that, comes in for the excess for yeah, me yeah. one or two yeah. is impossible zero really easy yeah it's it's weird isn't mm. it I, I, I don't know what that is to be quite honest with you because I'd be like that myself mm. I'll go for one or two and then I'll go and then you're like fuck no you're having eight yeah do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. And it'd be easier to just do the zero. Like, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm really good at all and I'm really good at nothing, but I'm not very good at, like, anything in between. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what that is. I don't, is it the circle that you're in? Is it the... I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And, and you see, I think the, the thing that can be hard, and it, I, I, think, I think a lot of people out there, like... Quest. like it's such I guess it's such like a basic bitch hangover thing to say is like I'm never doing that again but I think there's a lot of people who haven't a, a part like a little part of themselves that are kind of, oh, fuck I kind of wish I wasn't going to do this again but I also think it can be really scary to give it up and I say this as someone who's done it because mm-hmm. like it's not the drink it's what you associate the drink with which is normally like joy and laughter and friendship and community yeah. and it's all the things that come with it that are really fucking fundamental to like the human spirit you know yeah. and so it can be really scary to say like I'm not drinking anymore because like what you're afraid that's saying to your like social groups is like don't hang out don't with me anymore me. Yeah, because yeah. like n- as adults like we mainly meet for alcohol really you know what I mean yeah. like that is you mainly yeah. meet for the pub. And did you find that like because I know for my friend David he he's off the drink now no, wasn't wasn't a massive drinker but but like that was just like doesn't work for me mm. um and people stopped kind of inviting him out I remember him saying to me just because he thought he wasn't drinking so why would he want to be there mm. um, I remember him saying that to me that was a big thing for him um, 
But did you ever find that? I think I, I think I really explicitly said to my friend groups oh, okay. like I, like I still, I, because it's not a problem for me like to have like drink in our apartment or to be in a pub. Like that's not an issue. And I know for some people that yeah, would yeah. be like I'm lucky in that sense. That's mm. not an issue at all. Um, so I think I was pretty explicit being like I like pubs and I like hanging out in pubs. That's all grand but just so you know I'm going to be the one with the Heineken Zero or the Diet Coke what uh, do you do with um, non-alcoholic Guinness do you like Guinness yeah yeah they're quite good yeah they're pretty actually, good aren't they yeah and like again it's not the it like I'd be like I'd feel like we're really similar in this way I don't need like um, points to go dancing or to like be chatting to people you know what I mean like yeah, I'll do that I you in Galway mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know you didn't drink um, yeah. Oh, yeah and we were able to just do you know what I mean still have a fucking chat you're mm-hmm. very you came over like oh my god we've never met her mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah so you don't need alcohol yeah, yeah. which is yeah. lucky because yeah. I, d- I do get that some people some people do but it's nice it's a nice place to be yeah no it is it is so well done thanks Paul. right we do two more okay we're yeah. we've whoa i'll have you here all day listen i'd love that we're gonna we're, we're kind of neighbors so we're gonna we're yeah gonna absolutely hang out. we're hanging off mike right number 43 Janet? No. Okay. <laughs> you said it with a glint in your eye, though. Um, oh, yeah. Again, a new question. What period of time was the most exciting of your life? Oh, whoa. This period I'm in now. Yeah? Yeah. What a nice thing to be Fucking able to say. Oh yeah. Um, the last two years has been, like, not easy because we've all lived in this fucking crazy shutdown world. Um, but it's where it's it's where it's all going my life has fucking changed in the the last two years mm. um it's, yeah, it's, it's been hard and it's been exciting um but yeah I love I love where I'm at I had a real moment yesterday um <laughs> I have these moments with myself all the time <laughs> I say my housemate thinks it's amazing but I was standing there it's cooking and I was like fucking hell I'm really proud of you Jade <laughs> um because I never used to believe in myself. I think I just started to believe in myself. Um, and yeah, people started to believe in me too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it works good. I, I, I'm doing what I love to do. Mm. Um, finally, can, I feel like I can call myself an actor. Mm. Um, the writer thing I still really struggle with. Um, it, that, that's weird, isn't it? The whole writing thing. I, I struggle with that. Mm. Even though I did the short film and, and the book, I people always go, oh, writer, actor. I'm like, oh, God, no, that's still new. I can't, I feel like I can't call myself that yet. Weird. Mm. I don't know. Just some some weird shit I need to sort out there. I'll be able to call myself a writer soon. But, um, do you know I'll what call I mean? you a writer. I, I will, <laughs> no, when I'm doing my intro, I'll call you a writer. But do you know what I mean? It's I mean, weird. I think. I think it's because it's, it's new, newer. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, totally. And sorry, I shouldn't even be saying yeah. that because it's about you and what you feel like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, like, that's one of the things that I love about... Well, I think writing in particular, because I feel like acting is a little bit more complex because I do feel like they're like what I, I, I hate again, hate I when someone says I'm an aspiring writer, I always want to take the aspiring out of it because I'm like writing's a verb like you do it. Yeah. Do you write with a pen and pencil? Do you type onto a laptop? Then you're a writer. You know what I mean? If you want to be a published writer, which you are, that's a different thing. If you want to, you know, be uh, an award winning screenwriter, which you are, that's a different thing. But like if you write you're a writer even if you're writing shit you're still a writer uh, I know, <laughs> you know? I know. It's, it's my own shit and I don't mm. know what it is mm. do you know what I think it might be actually it's like when you want to act and that's your thing you want to do mm. you kind of don't want to be seen you don't want people to forget you as that mm. does that make sense yeah 
and I think that was the thing like when the when the short film came out and then the book came out I was like oh no no, no guys I still want to act <laughs> do you know that way yeah um, maybe that's it mm. maybe that's it but yeah the best what was the question the best period of my life is now I, I feel like I'm in my own um, uh, you know I mean I feel like I'm really in my own and I feel like life is really exciting how, how, how do you what are the main ingredients so you, you said two years ago feels like a bit of a turning point is that fair yeah. what what because I didn't know you two years ago yeah. what what changed the lockdown it really I was like this could either go one way or another I had just moved in I was actually living with my uncle when I moved back from London mm. and I had just moved out of his house into Carpenter's Town mm. with a random um, I moved in there March 9th and we went into full lockdown on the 12th wow yeah so I was like oh god the timing of this I was like, oh he's fucking I'm great with timing do you know what I mean um, I was like, God, this could be really horrific. Mm. Um, and I could sit and mope or I can, I don't know, I can really look at myself and find out what I really want to do. And I started recording my granny um, when I lived in London every time I came home because I wanted to do something with a story but didn't know what it was. I started looking into those videos that I shot in 16 and 17 um, and just started kind of writing little bits down. Mm. Um, and I was God. I really like this. I could, for the first time, I could because I suffer with dyslexia. I'm dyslexic, mm. so I never thought I could do it. Mm. I never believed in myself. Basically, I was like, oh, I can't fucking do that. So I started having these little things, like load the paper on the on the kitchen table, and then I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Then a friend sent me over, um, actress creator, like the scheme. Mm. Applied for that. I didn't really think much of. It. I was like, I fucking won't get that. Um, I got it. I was like, oh God, wow. Now I have to make a film. This is cool. Um, so I was just using a different part of my brain that I, I had never really flexed before, I guess. Mm. Like me being in control of my world. Does that make sense? Not doing an audition tape and waiting for somebody else to give me a yes or no. Mm-hmm. I was doing this. Yeah. Do you know? I know I had to wait for somebody to give me the yes to do the money, but I think regardless, I would have fucking made the short anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was confident with the with the pitch, do you know? Um, I, I think I took the reins a little bit. I, and that's why this period has been so exciting and uplifting and yeah does that make sense i think i i kind of took it in 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 my own hands maybe completely um, I, I have two follow-up questions yeah. one do you th- what was it that empowered you to take those reins i think it was uh, with george george fly died and and i was in a bit of a fucking I where we were in the world I was fucking angry I was just like it was like after losing it was weird it was like I'd lost somebody to me mm. and I I was just felt like I needed to vomit out a load of words or say something so I think I started I started recording my mom and asking her questions about her past here and that kind of is that what you asked me Sorry, I'm rambling here. Yeah, no, I'm just... the Yeah, no, it's a, exactly it, like the, the uh, impetus or whatever. Yeah, to use my voice. I'd never, ever done that before. I'd never used my voice before mm. like that. And I found this new, like, not that I was like, I want to be in a fucking activist or anything. I was literally... It was a conversation like me and you were having. Mm. Um, And then podcasts, just people started touching in and were like, you have a voice. And I was like, what? people are interested in listening to me like what the fuck mm. 
and then the, how the book happened um, was the publishers had actually been following me um, through podcasts and social media and uh, with the that's the short the short was just coming out there was a bit of like uh, publicity around the short film and whatever and they touched in with me about telling the story so I didn't obviously I dreamed of telling the story but never in book form mm. which I'm so aware that that doesn't happen Tom like you know you write a book and then you go to a publisher mm-hmm. so it was it was that's mad like I was like so they touched in with me then we had a meeting and yeah it kind of happened like a month later after the meeting and I know that doesn't happen I, I, I'm I so fucking grateful for that opportunity um, because I didn't my vision everything that's happened I've manifested absolutely I have but my vision for the story was never in book form it's mad mm. it was always film or TV whatever and when you say you've manifested what's that mean? so everything that's kind of happened in my life I've I've put on paper really? yeah What's that so, look like? So, tem- so what, I do a vision board every year. So, so I'll give you an example. Yeah. So in so last New Year just gone. Yeah. New Year before would have been what twenty one going into twenty two. Mm-hmm. I spent the last two years. I don't really like going out on New Year's. I kind of spend it with my mum and then come home and just might have a glass of wine or whatever. But this year I just what did I do? I had a cup of cacao and I forgot right that in twenty one going into twenty two I wrote out a reflection of the year I had and what my visions were for 22 mm. and I was sitting in bed really really early um, on New Year's Eve this year I was like oh my god the envelope I had put it in an envelope sealed it up with sellotape and was like I'll open that New Year's Eve next year or New Year's Day mm. so I went to the drawer picked it out and I was looking back at like my reflection of 21 and my vision for 22 and I would wrote down things that I would like to achieve or whatever mm. And out of 18, I had had done 13. Wow. I see it, believe it, no? Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you think then, going back to the writer thing, do you think that, like, the dyslexia is a factor in that? Because presumably at school and stuff, that might have, like, caused some issues or made some things difficult. I don't know, but, like, yeah. I've heard that that's people's experience that I can imagine. I can reflect on my time in school and seeing, like, kids who are dyslexic and being, like... You know, just small things, and I know this is all support, but like going out to like the 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 reading assistant or whatever, whatever that thing, yeah, like the yeah. SNA or something, and um, like I've heard people speak about that. It's always struck me as like, but there was like a degree of like othering with that, or like a degree. I can just like you know when you're a kid, you don't want to be different in any way, yeah. and like I I always. I always say this, I've said it a few times on the podcast already, so I'm reticent to repeat myself, but like that idea of like, I think it, it's all about where you have your wounds. So say, right, if someone thinks I'm stupid, right, or they, he's fucking stupid, I couldn't give a fuck because I don't have any wound about being stupid or anything like that. I have a wound about being liked. So if someone says, I don't like him, he's a bad guy, that will really get, get under my skin. Yeah. But but if you have a wound about well, like... We say, all want to be liked to a certain extent. We do. We? No, of course yeah. we do. But like same, if, if someone called, if someone said like, oh, he's fat, that would mm-hmm. bother me. You know what I mean? Whereas if someone said, I think like if... So, I, but weirdly if someone or said... he's take a shit or something, that wouldn't bother you? That wouldn't bother me. Yeah. I, I couldn't care less. But like, do you think that like... Do, yeah, I suppose, does that like resonate with the, with the writer thing? Because presumably like at one time in school, like that caused issues and and now like it must be a weird adjustment where it's like no now the fact that i'm a writer is like bring an opportunity or income or yeah. whatever the thing is yeah. and it's just opened the doors for me so much more i think it was belief you know um yeah and i do i i do remember in school like um 
yeah, like, oh my God, when it came to me to read, mm. though I can't fuck, I can sight read, but I wouldn't be really, comp- like, super confident with it. Do you mm. know that way? I'm always like, oh my God, if for anything, when you send me the script the night before, just so I'm not fannying about going, uh, I'm not, I'm not that bad, you know, I'm always fine. But, um, oh, I'm going on my, t- I'm lost my train of thought. But, yeah, I kind of do remember being in school and went, waiting for you know, the teachers, they read that out and me just, like, the sweat coming and going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, am I going to get through this? Mm. Um, And then it's weird because I was really great at remembering things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I can see something on a page, I'm not like, and then it's in. But, like, you know, we all have our strong points. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I was just always more practical. I fucking hated school. Mm. Um, I never wanted to be there. And I wasn't. I niched and fucking most of fifth and sixth year my mom reminds me all the time of it she thinks yeah Wh- um, where did you go i used to sit and kill my woods <laughs> did you yeah i just hated school yeah. i really hated it like i just didn't want to be there i yeah i didn't they didn't teach me anything that i like of course i, I learned a lot mm. but i i just i'm just more hands-on it wasn't interesting for me mm. it's desperate isn't it but i know it's the truth yeah we we'll keep anything now do you know um, let's we said we'd do one more we're way over time but I'm having fun so. okay. alright where are we last question number 26 no no worries oh this is a kind of nice way to okay. end um, number 26 what's your relationship to forgiveness oh wow I like to forgive and forget like we were talking about with anger earlier on if you give something too much energy it's sucking sucking you mm. do you know what I mean forgive and forget like I mean yeah I think it's really good to be, to be forgiven mm-hmm. um, can you think of times where you have been forgiven um, nobody's really done any 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 shit on me like no like me and my younger my sister's 27 now like you know, stupid shit when you were you're a child um mm. Yeah, but I, I don't carry it on. Maybe years ago I probably would have. Now like that again, I, I'm I'm like, life is extremely short. And you just don't know what tomorrow holds. Mm. I think with the whole way the world has been, none of us know what the crack is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Do you... Uh, yeah. Apologise to people? Yeah, 100%. Really? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. Put my hands and go, yeah, fuck, that was me, sorry. We have our days where we snap or whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, do Do you feel like there's anyone in your life who because who I snap at? <laughs> my ma. Oh, yeah. I snap at my ma, and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just because she's, it's 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 familiar, it's comfortable, yeah. it's and we snap at the people that we love. Of course, it feels safe to do it that. It feels safe to do yeah. that. Like imagine me just snapping at you now, like mm-hmm. that wouldn't be okay because we don't really know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we snap at the people we love, and uh, they. Because they understand, mm. that, right, okay, she's an off day today. Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean it's acceptable. Do you know what I mean? No, of course. But yeah. no, but look, we're, we're all human. Yeah. We all have that. Do you feel like there's anyone in your life who, like, do you feel like there's anyone in your life who owes you an apology that you haven't got? Oh, <laughs> okay. Um... Oh. And how do you deal with that? Because I think like, and I, again, all these are selfish, selfish questions, yeah. Jade. So, but like, I feel like when you're someone who apologizes, because I would try to be good at apologizing for yeah. things too. And I think when you're someone who does it, 
But then, and I would only really have, I think, one example of this in my life. Yeah. And it bothers me because I'm like, I really feel there's one person in my life who owes me an apology. And will you express that or no? No. Okay. And it's it's because it because, um. No, yeah, it's funny. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I kind of, I'm like, I think I like, m- m- the role I've played in that is I've sort of made peace with like where the relationship is and what happened mm-hmm. as best I can. But I do think I, and I, I don't think it's like toxic and I don't think it, it really depreciates like my enjoyment of life. But I do, I still have a bit of resentment about it. And I've really tried, I've tried to do a lot of that stuff. Like I've tried to write like, the, the 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 like the idea of like writing the letters or the, the idea of like trying to own my part of it like well like mm. what do I have to apologize for it you know yeah, what I mean yeah, because yeah, I think yeah and like and sometimes it's like I well no you have to like there's sometimes I think you have to apologize to yourself because you're like maybe you compromise your time your, yourself at times but in that relationship say what pisses us off is like so something uh, well, I'm gonna get this wrong apparently so don't they say something that pisses you off is something that you see within that person that's within you is that, uh, is that did I s- explain that right yeah no 100% do you know yeah. what I mean so we're a mirror we're all a mirror of ourselves mm-hmm. so something you might dislike in me is actually showing you something that's within you mm. that you need to work on right yeah don't they say that mm-hmm. they do say that but there is like that as well um, there's a family member who um, I kind of um, he, my, my uncle actually and we were very very close and he said something there fucking about three years ago. And I was just like, I'm done. Mm. Absolutely done. Um, we kind of just let him away with everything because it's him. Mm. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not making that excuse for him anymore. So I just cut all ties. I was like, no. And I never do that. Mm. I never do that. I'm the one in the family that just kind of, I'm the one who keeps it kind of, not together. I don't want to fucking be blowing smoke up my own arse here, but... I'm very like, okay, if we can't all be there, then let's not do it. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, cause family's fucking drama, isn't it? Um, but I put my foot down with him. I was like, no, I can fuck right off. I'm sick of people rubbing your back for you. Do you know what I mean? So I did that for fucking a year and a half, two years. And we live in Carpenter's Town. Mm. Like, so we see each other and I'd be, oh, it would kill me. I'd turn my head, but I was making a point, making a fucking point. I was like, no, you don't get away with speaking to somebody like that. Like, you just don't. And then I drove past him one day and he was outside the business he owns and I just, I drove by and then I drove right back around and I was like, right, come here, you, you arsehole, get in the car, we go for a coffee. And it was perfect. It was done. We got in the car, we actually went to insomnia, our insomnia, Mm. and um, that was fine. And then two days later, he'd said something else because we went straight back into, we'd ring each other then because it was done, Mm. you know what I mean? And he said something else, and I was like, oh, right, that's it, done again. Oh, sorry, what, what, what can you say what he said? He's just, he's just, he can just be really rude. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, just doesn't think before he speaks, and just a bit obnoxious. Mm. And that doesn't really sit with me mm. very well. Um, you know, kind of forgets where he comes from. And uh, Anyway. And um, I was like, right, that's it, done. And that was another year that we didn't speak for. And he ended up in hospital last year. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't. I remember just getting the news and thinking if something happens, God. So I fucking, I was like, bit bit my tongue and was like, fuck it, go be the bigger person. 
and went to hospital and uh, he just broke down. He was like this six foot three man, mm. uncontrollably. He was just like, thank you so much for coming. Um, he still never said sorry to me, mm. but that was it. I was just like, he, I, I just need to understand that that's just him. Mm. He doesn't have the capability to say sorry because he can just be a bit of an arsehole. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I just pull him up. Like I've always pulled him up when he's been like a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, I held on to that and it, it killed me. Mm. It fucking killed me. It did because it really did. Um, but I kind of need to understand that he just doesn't have it in him to say sorry I think is, mm-hmm. is the crack so maybe that can be similar to yours some people just don't like to ad- know they're wrong yeah. but don't like to admit it and apologise for their mishaps I guess completely you know mm-hmm. um, so it's just owning that and I think knowing you're the bigger person Yeah. I was the better person in that situation because mm-hmm. on two occasions I went do you know what I mean um, and there was so many opportunities that he, he could have reached out and been like, oh, or whatever. And it hurt when he did. And I was like, fuck you. Mm. Like that, that, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, even for example, when the book came out, didn't even touch it. And I was like, oh my God. And I thought that'd be the moment, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Mm. Not that you're fucking looking for anybody to pat you on the back and say, well done. But considering how close you were, I was like, here, do you know? Of course. Yeah, or his partner messaged me, and I was like getting pissed off. Going, you don't message me. I want to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I was like, no, this needs to stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I I think that's 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 the thing is, yeah. It's that thing to. It's so hard, but to like, love people for where they are, not where you want them to be. I know. You know. I know, and not everyone is. You know, we're all gonna meet people and have family members that are fucking royalist, but that's life. Yeah. And I think that's where the lessons are. Beautiful. And where you learn so much about yourself and how you react to them. Well, what a way to end. <laughs> That's us. Jay Jordan, thanks so much for playing Personality oh, thank Bingo. Thank you so much. That was really lovely. Before I let you go, yeah. is there, I know you're the busiest person in the world and I know there's a lot of stuff you can't talk about, but do you want to let people know maybe where they can get um, the book, where they can see any of your stuff that is coming up or uh, where they can get you on social media, anything like that? Yeah. Um, so Nanny Matt and me, the book can be found in any stores it's everywhere uh, it's everywhere uh, online uh, yeah anywhere I'm not good at all this um, I, the 25th of this month January um, but this might be out in March anyway um, The Catch starts on Channel 5 with our very beautiful um, it's an English series Cathy Belton and Brenda Fricker amazing um, and then I have a good few things out this year and a play with Fish Shamble and Irish Rep heads to New York in March class and yeah um, I don't know me handle I think it's jade underscore jordan 88 or something that sounds right <laughs> let's go with that. Like that jade jordan thanks so much for playing personality Thank bingo you. And so, guys, that's it for another episode of Personality Bingo. Before we go any further, I want to give a massive thank you to the phenomenal Jade Jordan for making the time to come in for the chat. Uh, Like I said, Jade has so many projects that she's done. She has so much on the way out. I'm particularly excited to see her in a friend of the show, uh, Stephen Jones's Northern Lights, um, which is due for release uh, later this year. You can also get her book, Nanny, Ma and Me. Make sure you do that. I mean, she's been everywhere from the Abbey Theatre really recently in the 24-hour plays, City Song, uh, Dear. Ireland just so much fantastic stuff um 
yeah, it was a pleasure to do the chat. So before we go any further, I want to say a massive thank you to our wonderful host here, the Headstuff Podcast Network. Make sure you check out everything they've got on the network because there's so much fantastic stuff and they look after us so well week in, week out. I also want to give a brilliant, uh, huge thank you to uh, the phenomenal Connor Nolan for our beautiful artwork, to Leah Moore for our absolutely gorgeous music and to you, the listener. Thank you so much for coming with us. Uh, if you did enjoy the podcast, make sure to give it a share, give it a like, do all that stuff feed the algorithm people feed the algorithm and please come back again real soon for another episode of Personality Bingo with me your host Tom Moran This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.